Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Kevin McGuire is in to break down the latest in the AP polls. And of course, our Locked On Nittany Lions host has to talk about the big upset for Penn State over the weekend at the hands of Illinois. That's all coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. We thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day of the week. Be sure to make your second listen, Locked On Nittany Alliance. Our co-host on Tuesdays, Kevin McGuire, is with us to break down everything in the latest AP polls over the weekend. But first, Kevin, we got to start off the top talking about your Nittany Lions, man. How are you doing? What's going on with that team? Second loss. We talked yesterday. College football playoff hopes may be done. Where are you at? Yeah, there's no question. Uh, playoff hopes are completely dashed at this point. I think it's even going to be a really difficult task just to get into the Big Ten championship game because you're two losses behind Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, of course. And it's probably going to be behind Ohio State by three games after this upcoming weekend. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the the outlook for the season has taken a drastic turn for the worst. Um, and, I, you know, a loss to Iowa, it's understandable. A loss to Illinois, completely inexcusable. I think that uh, James Franklin probably mishandled a lot of the situation with prepping for this game over the last two weeks. Uh, I don't know if I would have rushed Sean Clifford back, but I, I, go, I go back to what I was saying before. I don't care who was playing the quarterback position for Penn State. They should have found a way to score 11 points in four quarters. <laughs> and obviously, that didn't work out. And then they, they go into a, a marathon of uh, two-point conversion attempts in overtime, which I don't think is exactly how the NCAA envisioned this new overtime rule playing out. But, uh, you know, I, I think I've gotten to the point where laughter is the best medicine. And that's why that's what I'm going to do moving forward, because everything about this sequence of events was you know, unfortunate for Penn State. But, you know, it's comical when you start to look back at it. I mean, let's talk a little bit more about some of the points you brought down. Uh, the preparation leading up to this game by James Franklin, a lot of criticism came his way throughout the game itself. But where where are you at with just what this game was as far as it was handled by the people not on the field? Well, one of the things that James Franklin said after the game was that they ended up using a lot of players who didn't have the, the, the number of practice reps during the week that you would like to have going into a game. One of them being Sean Clifford. Now, I think some players you can kind of get back on the field a little bit faster than others. And maybe you feel like Sean Clifford, given what he has shown over the last few years as your starter, maybe you feel a little bit more of a comfort level getting him back on without having going through all the necessary practices. But even so, when they put him back on the field, they kind of admitted that he wasn't necessarily told not to run, but they were using him in a little bit of a limited way than they would like to, ideally. So that's why I'm scratching my head. Well, I mean, obviously, if Sean Clifford's available, I think he's your best quarterback option, given what we've seen in a small period of time. Uh, and I think that that was the, the line of thinking there for James Franklin. But again, I go back to what I'm thinking going into the bye week. So if there's a chance that Sean Clifford is not going to be fully ready, I would rather have him more ready for the Ohio state game and take my chances with whatever you got uh, in your backup role against Illinois, because you should have been able to scratch together 11 points over four quarters against this team. And I think if you had 
the, the benefit of the bye week and then a regular week of practice, putting in Taquan Roberson as your starting quarterback, just as a, as just an example, I, I feel like just focus everything around him for two weeks and you should be okay. You should be able to get out of that one. Where are you at right now with this offense, uh, Kevin, because it's been a kind of theme among these elite big 10 teams, Iowa, all the questions really on the offensive side of the ball, they get tripped up. Wisconsin, we don't have to talk about. Indiana, it turns out they had issues on the offensive side of the ball we didn't really anticipate. But again, it's the offense that's really struggled for the Hoosiers. Defense has been tough at times too, but that's their stronger side of the football. And now Penn State with the really good defense and the questions that it had on offense this year, it falls again as well. It seems like defense only gets you so far in this Big Ten conference, Kevin. How are you feeling about where your offense is going to be able to take you the rest of the way? If Sean Clifford is going to be healthier during the the rest of the second half of the season, I think the offense will be okay. But if he is not, then there are some serious concerns because one of the things that has continued to be a problem all season long, which I was completely blindsided by, was Penn State can't run the football. (laughs) They cannot run the football. They don't have a single 100-yard rusher at all this season. And just this past weekend, I think four schools around the Big Ten had two 100-yard rushers uh, this weekend, including uh, two by Illinois. So that is a big problem. And it's been kind of a growing conversation. I think as the season has gone on, you know, it kind of has been overshadowed or been given a pass because Penn State has had production in the passing game with a healthy Sean Clifford. And I think what we saw from this Penn State offense when Sean Clifford was in the game against Iowa was that it can move the football. It can do some things. Had 17 points in the first half before uh, Sean Clifford leaves that game against a very good Iowa defense. So that tells me that if Sean Clifford's healthy, Penn State's offense is going to be okay. It may not be putting up 40, 50, 60 points the way that Ohio State has, but you know you can feel comfortable if Sean Clifford's going to be healthy because he can kind of overcome some of your short-term deficiencies running the football. But if, if Sean Clifford's banged up or if Sean Clifford can't play, then this offense is in disarray because they can't run the football. They can't have a healthy running back stable. Uh, they can't keep them on the field. They can't get them all kind of situated into whatever the game plan is going to be. Uh, so that is something that I don't think can be fixed at this point of the season. I mean, we're already slightly more than halfway through the season. I think it is what it is. So I think they're just going to have to live and deal with it. Kevin, some of the things you say about Penn State, again, you could say them about an Iowa or Wisconsin before him, but in the Nittany Lions case, it, it doesn't sound like things that describe top 10 teams, things that describe teams that are really competing for anything. But looking back on it, with what you know now about what this team is, how good do you feel like this Penn State team was ever going to be? It's still a top 25 worthy team. Um, you know, whether they end up the season in top 25, I mean, they could fall out of the top 25 if they lose to Ohio State this weekend. I, yeah. I think given the situation, I don't think that's unheard of, but I still think a 93 season is still there uh, for the taking if Sean Clifford is healthy. Uh, so I feel like this is a top 25 team. Now, I think what we have seen is, Penn State was one of those teams that early on in the season was able to move up the rankings while the craziness around the world of college football this season has just been taking hits left and right. So, you know, there are a few teams that were going to benefit from moving up the rankings and cleaning up their own business uh, in the win column. So maybe Penn State was benefiting more from the shortcomings of other teams around this crazy season that we've seen. And maybe it's now catching up to Penn State. So, I mean, you know, Clemson taking some losses early on. 
uh, you know, LSU has taken some falls. You know, a lot of teams outside of Georgia and Alabama and Cincinnati uh, have been uh, a little bit in disarray at times this season. So I think that that has benefited Penn State more. And, you know, that's just how the rankings work sometimes. Well, Penn State took a big slide down those rankings this week after falling to Illinois. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about everything else in the AP Top 25 as we're getting closer and closer to official, official college football playoff rankings. We'll talk more with Kevin about what the latest polls say about his Nittany Lions and everybody else in the Big Ten here on Locked On Big Ten. More with Kevin in just a sec. Daily Fantasy is the hottest way to play fantasy sports right now. You get the thrill of picking the right teams or players without having to wait the whole season to get those results. Now, Prize Picks has a new way for you to do it. College football is hard to find in Daily Fantasy. There aren't that many lines or sites that do it the way Prize Picks is trying to do it. There's more college players and props for you to choose from. At Prize Picks, what you do is you choose a group of players, teams, choose props over unders on touchdowns, yards, things like that. And if your parlay hits, you win big money. 10 times what you put in more sometimes too. Go over to prizepicks.com, check it out, see how things work. And if you do end up using the service, be sure to use our promo code locked on. You'll get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit, a match of up to $100. So again, it's prizepicks.com. They've got new ways to play with college daily fantasy sports. Give them a try. Again, it's prizepicks.com or download the prizepicks app. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every weekday. Kevin McGuire is in to talk AP polls. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day of the week. Be sure to make your second listen, Locked On Nittany Lions with Kevin. That show, of course, everything on Penn State every day, Monday through Friday. All right, Kev, let's talk AP polls. Your Penn State Nittany Lions took the biggest dive of, uh, I don't I mean, I guess Indiana fell from, what was it, 14, 17, all the way out. So uh, aside from that, or even I guess that beats this, or this beats that Penn State goes down 13 spots from seven down to 20. It, the point is it's a big drop. Well, where are you at? Was this justified? Obviously, obviously Illinois is not the kind of loss you want on the resume, but uh, it, it was certainly a unique loss with nine different overtimes and all, everything that happened. Yeah, the fact that they only scored 18 points against that Illinois team in yeah. a game that went nine overtimes. I understand you only go for two points at a certain point, but still, you only got 18 points against this team. That is nothing to be real happy about. So I think the, the slide was justified. Uh, I think in the coaches poll, they fell down to 17. And you know immediately after that loss, and seeing some of the other teams around the country that did lose, I thought that Penn State's fall could be kind of given a little bit of a pillow. And I thought that they were going to be no higher than 16. So I was thinking somewhere between 16 and 20. So you know, I think 17 in the coaches poll, 20 in the AP poll, it's right in the same territory I thought they would be. You know, again, I go back to what I was saying, you know, losing on the road to Iowa the way that they did, I think it's a, that's understandable. They're not going to be knocked too hard for that. Uh, losing to Illinois is going to drop you pretty far. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Illinois. That's just where we are right now. And, you know, the, the voters still feel like this is a top 25 caliber team. We'll see what happens this weekend against Ohio State. Like I said, I think it wouldn't be shocking if they drop out, if they lose to Ohio State, especially if Ohio State runs away with this thing this weekend. Right. Uh, but if they keep it respectable, there's still a chance it could hang in uh, somewhere on the fringe top 25. But 
Uh, they'll have chances to get back and move their way up a little bit. As we said, you know, things are happening every week around college football, but I think uh, somewhere between 17 and 20, depending on the poll right now, I think it's absolutely fair right now for Penn State. And then the Lions down to 20, as you said, could be knocked all the way out of that poll if they lose convincingly to Ohio State this weekend, or, or even if they lose it all. I mean, it'll depend on just really what ends up happening with the votes there. Everybody else pretty much stays right where they were. Uh, obviously, the four other Big Ten contenders are right there. Ohio State 5, Michigan 6, Michigan State 8, and Iowa 9. I want to ask about this game against Michigan and Michigan State this weekend, Kevin. It's now slated to be number six against number eight. And these two teams, uh, obviously, big rivalry. We'll get into all that. We have other hosts to talk to about that game. Uh, I want to hear what you think about what the result of this game will do for those teams as far as these rankings go. Because as it stands, Big Ten doesn't have a team in the AP top four that would be in that college football playoff picture. We've talked plenty about how that obviously doesn't matter right now. But I feel like this could be the win for whoever wins it that that catapults the Big Ten back into that conversation, maybe. I mean, I, I think someone's going to have to lose to really crack that top four again. But I, I'm not sure what a Big Ten team can do before that to, to get into that kind of uh, upper echelon, I, I fear. I, I guess it seems like right now it is that top four that we have. And then everybody else they're waiting for one to lose to get that next spot in yeah so that top four being georgia alabama yeah. cincinnati and oklahoma um I, I feel like it would i still think the big 10 if there's a one loss big 10 champion i think there's a chance it could nudge out a team like cincinnati uh and if i'm oklahoma i don't know if i would necessarily feel overly confident and then of course there's still the possibility that georgia can hand alabama a second loss i think that that would help as well but uh, honestly uh, an undefeated Michigan. I don't think there's any way that that would be left out of the college football playoff. And I'll say the same thing for an undefeated Michigan state. So I know I've been focusing a lot more on Michigan recently, uh, but Michigan state, you know, I don't know if they're going to be the team that rises above here, but I do think that, you know, you got an undefeated Michigan or a Michigan state at the end of the season, given the schedule that both these teams are going to have to get through. I, I think it's very, um, very good chance that they would be a shoe in for one of those four teams. And Ohio State, I think Ohio State at the end of the year, if they only have that one loss to Oregon, maybe the only thing that could stand in the way would be Oregon. But given the way that Ohio State has been playing lately compared to the way that Oregon has been playing, I think you got to take that uh, and weigh that much more in Ohio State's favor. I know head-to-head has got to mean something, but you know, I think overall quality of play is absolutely in Ohio State's favor right now. So you know, two Big Ten teams, I still think it's a reach, especially given the fact that we – I don't think that Iowa is going to run the table at this point from where we are. Uh, and I think that that was the scenario that I think you needed. I think you needed a team in the West and a team in the East. Uh, I think all the teams that are playoff worthy or at least worthy of being in that conversation as the season progresses are going to be from this East division. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, this next week, even, I think it could get it. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but uh, I guess uh, if you're the big 10 conference, who right now uh, is the stronger resume and who do you want to come out of it, I guess, with the win? Like if you're the Big Ten Conference, you wanted Iowa to win out because obviously that's the sure thing. Out of this Michigan and Michigan State resume that both team has, both teams have right now, obviously undefeated seasons. Uh, obviously, if that happens, it doesn't matter. But like, let, let's say one, both these teams lose once uh, the rest of – whoever wins this game loses once and then wins the Big Ten title. They're a one – lost big 10 champion like we said 
which team would you rather have win this game and then have that resume? It this might be Michigan. Yeah. Because I think Michigan's been a little bit more convincing in their wins overall than Michigan State has. Uh, and that would, of course, uh, you know, it would include a win against Ohio State down the line. And I fully expect that Ohio State's going to be a highly ranked team. So I think that that would bode very well for the Big Ten and, and Michigan if it is that team. Uh, because I feel as though Michigan has more ability to control a game right now. Of course, we're going to get a lot of this answered, I think, this weekend. Michigan State always plays Michigan pretty tough, but if Michigan mm-hmm. can go in, it's in the Lansing, if I'm not mistaken, right? So if Michigan can oh. find a way to just control this game, it's a little bit of a statement. And I think they're, I feel more comfortable that they would be able to do that than I think Michigan State would, just based on what we have seen so far this season. I think Michigan is a team I would feel a little bit more comfortable with. I don't know if either team really has a signature victory at this point in the season, but I, I, I like the way that Michigan's been coming together and kind of improving, gaining some confidence in the way that they run the football, I think is going to be telling. Yeah. I mean, that's really why I asked the question, stumbled through the question, but I asked the question was just because I feel like you're right. Neither team has that big signature victory. This would be, the first big signature victory to put on a potential resume if a resume is needed for a college football playoff. But I agree. I think Michigan just by a little margin has impressed a little bit more. And I mean, I guess that reflects where they're at in the polls right now. They're at number six, Michigan State's at number eight, but obviously everyone has to play each other. Once it's all done, whoever's out on top is going to be deservedly at the top of those rankings and probably in the college football playoff. Anyway, Kevin, Let's, before we let you go here, talk a little bit about Penn State, Ohio State. What chances do you give the Nittany Lions this weekend? I know it was obviously the game that everyone was looking forward to going into that Illinois game, not saying there was any sort of a a trap situation or anything like that with the team, but what do you think about this matchup coming up this weekend? Ohio State keeps looking better every weekend, and obviously this Penn State's team has a lot to try and figure out between now and Saturday. This game could not have come at a worse time for Penn State (laughs) because, you know, I don't think there's enough that can be fixed with this Penn State offense. I think the defense can slow Ohio State down a little bit, Um, but how much is the defense going to have to come up big? I mean, the defense has come up pretty big in a number of spots all along the season, and and they actually, you know, aside from stopping the run, they actually did pretty well against Illinois, uh, I I think. You 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 only give up 20 points in a game that goes nine overtimes. You know, people aren't scoring a lot of points on this Penn State defense. They may give up the running yards, but they're not giving up the points. Now, Ohio State's going to be a different animal because this is the best offense that Penn State has faced this season, and it's in their it's in their territory. So it does concern me. I think this is a game where this Ohio State offense, the way it's been firing, I think can jump on Penn State pretty early and kind of knock all the wind out of their sails right away. And that would be devastating, I think, for Penn State because they don't have – I think the ability to come back on this Ohio state team. Now, if we, if we were playing this game at the end of September, I feel like Penn state was in a much better position to give Ohio state a battle because that was a time when Ohio state was still trying to figure a few things out defensively. But, you know, I think all things considered Ohio state always had the talent advantage, always had the depth advantage. And at any point in the season, I said that Ohio state's probably still the team to beat in this, the big 10 East. And I don't think there's too many teams around this uh, division that are actually going to give Ohio State a serious run. So it's up to Penn State's defense to keep it respectable. And if they can get into the second half, and if Sean Clifford is 
healthier, more uh, able to do some of the things that Sean Clifford typically has been doing. I feel like Penn State can hang around, but I just don't see them being a team that's ever going to get over whatever hurdle is standing in the way of making this a real competitive game that really has Ohio State on the edge of the seat. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at Ohio State winning this game relatively comfortably. I'm not saying it's a total blowout. I don't think they mop the floor of Penn State, but it's going to be a very difficult matchup for Penn State this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a tough challenge, of course. Ohio State always is. But, but I, I agree with what you said before, Kev. It'd be interesting. A lot of Big Ten teams played a Big Ten game early on in the, the season. Ohio State played one, too, obviously, against Minnesota to open up. But if, like, that Oregon State weekend had been against a Big Ten team, how crazy would these Big Ten standings be looking right now, too? That, that's obviously hypotheticals. But we've got plenty of real-life stuff to talk about and get into with the way things are going to get complicated over the next couple of weeks. Kevin McGuire is going to be in here every Tuesday to help us break it down and hopefully more Nittany Lions wins to report on, maybe even starting up this weekend against Ohio State again. I think the thing is hopes are slim, but I would have said the same about Illinois against Penn State last weekend. We'll see what happens. You never know in the Big Ten. That's why you got to stay tuned into the show every weekday. Kev, thanks for joining. Before we let you go, remind people where they can get everything you're up to. Yeah, obviously, you can check out the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast in audio form. We're also on YouTube, so if you happen to catch this episode on YouTube, hop on over to our YouTube channel, Locked on Nittany Lines. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Having fun putting those together. And, of course, you can follow on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. We've also got the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB, always talking college football, not just Penn State, and the Big Ten, but you know, I, I like watching everything as much as I can. So we can always have some fun, especially on Saturdays. Kevin McGuire, again, Locked On Nittany Lines is on every single weekday. Be sure to make it your second listen after you're done listening up here on your first listen at Locked On Big Ten. I'm going to wrap things up here in just a minute on the show. Thanks again to Kevin McGuire for joining us here on a Tuesday. As always, we'll be back with more here in just a sec on Locked On Big Ten. All right.